come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another week of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Elliot McNella here alongside with the man that's always piercing barriers, ben, my co-host, Ben Pierce. Ben, how's it going? Not bad, man. Like, like I said before we went on the air, it is Friday and I am a happy son of a bitch. <laughs> and uh, today we are joined by a very special guest, good friend of mine that I met a couple of years ago on another podcast, Pipe on Radio. We have Pat the Bat, Pat the Brat Piper with us. Pat, how's it going? Oh, I'm just a box of fluffy ducks. How Pat you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. <laughs> oh, yes, this is going to be an interesting oh. <laughs> Okay, so we have a lot to discuss. We've got news, uh, we got Ross, Macdown, Money in the Bank, and we have a whole lot to talk about. We're going to talk about some, some dream matches that we would have liked to have seen. And we're just going to have fun. So, Ben, what do you say we get this underway here? Uh, yes, why don't we? Yeah, what do you have for us in news? So, the big piece of news that I saw was that apparently AEW is inching closer to inking a deal with TBS. Oh, no. Uh, for their weekly uh, wrestling show. Oh. And Pat? Oh, God. David Arquette's not coming, is he? <laughs> that oh, way. I, 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 really, I really hope not. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to get him. I don't know. They, they should be signing everyone that they can get their hands on. That was just one of the worst things that WCW ever did. I think that was basically one of the reasons for their downfall. Because, I mean, yeah, David Arquette is the WCW champion? Come on. I mean, that whole uh, WCW of 2000, that was just uh, one train wreck of a year. It was a shit show. Let's just call a spade a spade. Yep. It was absolute shit. Yeah, I was was recently re-watching Bash at the Beach 2000. I'm sorry. And uh, that was... I mean, just... uh, what the hell is going on out here? Oh, so, man. Well, I guess... We'll see, we'll see what happens. Exactly. All right, what do we have next? Okay, and then, uh, let's, let's see. Well, first of all, I'm trying to pull you back up because all of a sudden you, you uh, you disappeared on me. Uh-oh. So, uh, I'm trying to, uh, oh, here we go. He's trying to pull you back up. It's kind of dirty. All right. <laughs> What's going on? We we said there's no more PG on this show. No, no, the, uh, my, my computer started acting. No. Periscope tried to shut me. Tried to shut. Tried to shut me down because uh, they hit me with an NSFW on my broadcast. I'm like, hey, I'm running out. I know this was a couple of weeks back. I'm like, uh, no, um, no, I'm running the ship here. This is my show. If I'm gonna lift the, the lift the censor band. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, 
so I can cuss. Speaking of, oh yeah, go 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 ahead, go right ahead. It's definitely not like when. It's definitely not like when uh, we we were growing up watching it back in the in the eighties and nineties. show oh i loved it too and he was he was making all these like racial comments <laughs> he's like so we got big arm tony atlas here huh <laughs> uh, how do you get those big arms uh do, do you eat a lot of soul food 
And then Tony's like, I sure do eat soul food. You haven't ever had none? And then Roddy's like, so what about what about chitlins? You eat chitlins? And he goes, I sure do eat chitlins. They're mighty good for you. And Roddy's laughing. He's like, chitlins. And then all of a sudden he's like, how about pig's feet? Do you eat pig's feet? And Tony Adams is like, yes, I sure do. I eat pig's feet. And Roddy starts laughing. So Tony Adams is like, what are you laughing about? And he's like, you eat pig's feet, so do you eat them on the run? Oh, man. All of a sudden, Atlas stands up, and that's when Ace comes in. Cowboy Bob Wooden. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there, and, you know, Tony Atlas is like, oh, you're, you're, mighty, you're mighty tough when you got your bodyguard with you. <laughs> he goes, how about you get rid of your bodyguard, and I'll give you a little whooping of your life, boy. <laughs> oh. He's like, I don't need no bodyguard. I don't need no bodyguard. Wait, 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 Ace, just stay right here. And then the one thing that he said, and I was like, wow, if he said this today, he'd never get away with it. Uh-oh. But he, he just, and I am quoting Roddy, I didn't make this up. Mm-hmm. Roddy looks at him and he goes, he goes, he goes, I don't need a bodyguard. He goes, let me, let me say something to you in your own language. I don't let the seeds stop me from enjoying my watermelon. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh. I couldn't believe he said that. Like, if, if he tried that today, no way he'd get away with it. Oh, man. You'd be, you be excommunicated. You'd be getting the, the former Jake the Snake Roberts treatment. Ben, see what we were missing. See what you were missing. Yeah. Oh, you never I, saw that? No, uh, my co-host is uh, a lot, a lot younger than uh, we are. He started watching yeah, in in uh, ninety two. Oh God, I'm about one hundred six years old. <laughs> so yeah, he's. Uh, older than me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just a, a shade under a month away from turning thirty one. So. Um, we're the veterans on the show today. Oh, God damn it, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, what's, do we have anything else, or is that it for news? Uh, for news, I felt like that was it. Okay. It very, very slow news week, in my opinion. Okay. So why don't we get into a bit of Monday Night Raw? Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, uh, yeah, because I know you're. I know you're just anxiously waiting to rip this uh, show apart. Yeah, yes, I'm. I'm, I'm very anxiously waiting. So um, Ben, take it away. So, so Raw opened up with a what felt like an hour long uh, segment uh, featuring uh, Vince McMahon and. Roman Reigns to start out, and they uh, they got into a, a what I would what I would call a dick measuring contest. <laughs> and um, you know, th- this whole thing started out like you know I'm Vince was like I'm so great because I I started the. Superstar shakeup, and I'm gonna introduce this mm-hmm. wild card rule, and then everybody, everybody came out and was like. Uh, meanwhile, uh, throughout the show, they can't even keep track of how many uh, SmackDown superstars are, are are actually appearing on the show. Originally, they said 
uh, it was going to be three, and then uh, the aforementioned Lars Sullivan showed up later in the show, and Vince was like, oh, well, let's just change it. It's going to be four. So, you know, they have, they have no idea what they're doing. And, and the, the funniest part of that statement for me, uh, quite frankly, was um, Vince saying, I'm a genius. It's, uh, it's almost like um, he needed to convince himself. And, and, and did you notice that, that of all the people that came to the ring, Vince got the worst reaction? <laughs> yeah. So this whole, this whole segment, like I said, goes for what feels like 25 minutes. Wow. And then, and then to, to make my evening even worse, if that's even possible at this point, uh, Barry and Corbin and Bobby Lashley team up to defeat AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. My head damn near exploded. Uh-oh. I wanted to cry. I wanted to punch my TV screen. But then I pulled myself back because I didn't want to pull up the old bird and rip some tendons in my, in my hand. Uh-oh. Uh, I just, you know, what the hell is going on? And then, to make it even worse, the Lucha House Party defeats a, a group of jobbers in a six-person tag. This might have been the world's fastest six-man tag I've ever seen. Wow. <clears throat> took place in one minute and Hold six on. seconds. <clears throat> Hold on. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, so, Pat, did you have anything to add to uh, the opening segment? Hold on. You just talking to me? Yeah, I was, I was asking if you had anything to add to the opening segment. With the Vince. Oh, well, the, in my opinion, the whole thing with, you know, Vince coming out, you know, that's, that's all well and good. You know, usually he gets a pretty good pop when he comes out. But, uh, no, it's just, that, I mean, but wrestling has just turned into, like, the Jerry Springer show. Like, everybody's got a microphone. Everybody comes out. Everybody starts talking. Yep. It's like, you know, just shut up and wrestle. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, as far as the uh, the AJ Styles and uh, Seth Rollins tag team match against uh, Baron Corbin, who I'm not a big fan of, no. or Bobby Lashley, um, you know when AJ came off the top rope, hit Rollins, and then walked away. It, it seems like they're, they're trying to push AJ into becoming a, a like a bona fide heel. Mm-hmm. I just don't think the fans are buying it. Absolutely not. And as far as the uh, Lucha House Party, I mean, come on. I mean, it, it's great that they have jobbers coming back in and working with the, the, the guys that they're they're trying to, you know, give a push to, supposedly. But, I mean, the, the Lucha House Party, I mean, in a way, I, I think that's kind of disrespectful because they come to the ring and they're, they're carrying those pinatas and they're throwing out shit to the kids. But, you know, it just, it's... It, to me, it's it's stupid. And you know, these uh these uh, jobbers are literally just that because I'm looking up their history and uh, WWE is the only thing they have on their uh, profile. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I've worked with jobbers before. I've done jobs myself. But, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's just come on, guys. 
Only yes. only one has actually had some some uh, experience, like with Evolve, and th that's about it. Because you're a soldier. Um, <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh. I'm, 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 I'm a good little boy. <laughs> um, did that sound creepy? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a little gray whitish. I was I was asking you what about this uh, Firefly Funhouse? What are your thoughts? Um, my thoughts is like, if something isn't broken, don't try to fix it. I mean, I loved the Bray Wyatt character when he first came out and everything. Mm -hmm. Then after a while, you know, eh, kind of got a little stale, and now he's doing this. Uh, what's it called? The Fruitfly Funhouse or the Firefly Funhouse? <laughs> Firefly Funhouse. Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, okay, this is like watching a creepy episode of Pee-wee's Playhouse. <laughs> or or Mr. Like, Rogers' Neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, where are you going with this? I mean, obviously his character, he's still going to be evil and demented. Mm -hmm. But it's like, okay, where are you going with this? And is that going to be his theme entrance music? Oh, I hope not. Oh my god. Scary movie? I mean, 
what the hell is this? I didn't even know what it was when I saw this. I was like, what's going on? What did I just see here? Yeah, exactly. And um, what's his face there? Uh, oh, one of the hosts on Raw, uh, Corey. Corey Graves? Yes, yes. He was like, what the hell did we just watch? And I'm like, okay, this is part of the show. All right. Because, I mean, you know, we're all just sitting there. We're watching these little little clips, and we're like, what the hell is this that we just watched? Yep. And Corey said the exact same thing. Wow. But then, then all of a sudden, I see Bray Wyatt, and I was like, okay, now I get it. <laughs> but it, I don't know. It, it's like the Muppets on crack. <laughs> it's like it's like that uh, one uh, YouTube uh, trailer you uh, you sent me oh, a couple of days ago. Uh, Meet the Feebles. Oh my God, have you ever seen that? I haven't seen that. I was uh, I was reading about it though. It looked a little bit really weird and out there. It was uh, the director who was Peter Jackson. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Yep, Lord of the Rings and. Uh, his earlier movies were uh, Dead Alive I don't know if you've ever seen that and he also did um, oh what the hell's the name of that movie I just had a brain fight excuse me pardon me guys um, oh what the fuck <laughs> You know what's going to happen? I'm going to hang up off the show, and then I'll hit you back up and be like, oh, this is the name of the movie. I hate that. This is hilarious. I'm sitting over here in the United States, and I'm laughing my ass off because it sounds like Stewie is coming through my computer. Okay. Bad taste was the name of this first one. I'm sorry, what was it? Bad taste. Okay. That was uh, Peter Jackson's oh, first movie, yeah. and okay. Actually, he uh, he filmed that when he was in high school. Oh wow! And it took him four years to make this movie. Wow! Because because he would only film on the weekend with his college friends. Oh okay. I don't know if it made me money, but it's a pretty interesting movie. <laughs> wow! We have to look that one up. So what do we have next uh, on the car so, on the show? Back to our ever so fascinating Raw review. Um, Pat, I'm, I'm sure you're waiting with bated breath. Um, Ricochet defeated a porno mustache Robert Roode. Robert Roode and his porn stash. <laughs> in four minutes and twenty seconds. Oh my god, my uh, somebody needs to explain this to me. No, someone needs to explain the next match. Well, uh, wait a second, wait a second. 
back to Bobby Roode, right? Sorry, sorry. Yeah, back to Bobby Roode. Or Robert Roode, as he's now known as. Um, you know, once I figured, you know, him and Chad Gable went their separate ways. Yeah. I figured that they would, they'd be giving him, like, a bigger push. And it seemed like they did when he defeated, uh, what's his face? Ricochet. And then all of a sudden, the next week, he loses again. And I'm just like, you know, you, you give this guy a new look. You give him a new attitude and everything. And then all of a sudden, you know, okay, now he's jobbing again. And it, it's just, uh-huh. it, it just, it seems like a waste. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure what they're doing with uh, him. A lot of things, um, a lot of things that WWE uh, does seems to reek of wasted potential. And one of our um, one of our catchphrases on this on this show is WWE, and it doesn't stand for we want the light. Is it stands for we want explanation? Yeah, we want explanations. <clears throat> good point, gentlemen. That that's a very good one. <laughs> and it's just and, and speaking of explanations, um. Pat, I, w- I would love your thoughts on this one because it was absolutely riveting for uh, 39 seconds. Oh. Uh, Lacey Evans defeated Allie Katrina in 39 fucking seconds. Help me understand what the fuck they are doing. Well, we're saying fuck a lot in this show. But... Um... Carries. I didn't know my voice carried that loud. Changing their names again. Formerly known as the War Raiders, uh, which I don't know why they ever changed that name. I have no idea. Um, And then they changed it to the Viking Experience at one point. Well, that was what they started with, and then uh, people complained, so they changed it to the Viking Raiders. Um, uh, the, is Vince aware that, uh, that, uh, back in the day, uh, he had a program called Raw is War and Warzone? Yeah, 
Ivar. Is it Ivar or Ivar? No, it's know, Ivar. I-V-A-R. Okay, because my mother really can't hear well, so we, you know, we have the TV on sometimes, and uh, the, the closed captions will come on, and they kept calling him Ivar, and I was like, that's kind of a weird fucking name. Oh, yeah. I, I, but, I, I love how they get the closed captioning uh, words wrong. Exactly. So <laughs> I was watching it, and I'm like, I've worked with this guy. Mm-hmm. I've worked. I've worked with him in New England Championship Wrestling, right? Which is also known as NECW. Mm-hmm. But back back then, I mean, you guys can look this up. It, he was known as uh, a wrestler. His, his real name is Todd Smith, and he went under the name of Handsome Johnny. Yep. He was, he was almost like a Michael Hayes character. You know, he'd come to the ring and he'd be like, you know, flapping his hair all over the place and everything. And uh, there was one time he got injured in the ring, but they still wanted to ha- have him on, on the card at some point. But he couldn't wrestle. So they're like, okay, well, what are we going to do with him? So the promoters are like, fuck it, we'll put him with Pat. Oh. And then... <laughs> They were like, all right, Pat, come up with some uh, some ideas of some vignettes and stuff that we can do and, uh, you know, just make them part of the show. So I was like, all right, all right. So we had a uh, Your Mama's Joke oh. contest. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we were just going back and forth. And, you know, and I, I was like, oh, you know, I want to say this. And they're like, nope, nope, you can't say that. And I was like, all right, okay. <laughs> How about I say this? And I'm like, no, no, you can't say that. So I had to tone it down to make the show PG-13. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, we had fun with that. And then uh, they were like, okay, what, what else you got? And I was like, all right, uh, how about a karaoke contest? And they were like, all right, cool. So I went to a friend of mine who happens to be a karaoke DJ. And, you know... Basically, it was just like, okay, he picks three songs for me, I pick three songs for him. And the winner wins the, the whole contest. Okay. He had no clue what I was going to pick out for him, so I picked out some, <laughs> some outlandish songs for him to sing. Oh, no. And then I was picking out songs for myself to sing. And it's so funny because the whole time... Uh, the whole card that night was uh, basically like a tag team tournament. Okay. So, I mean, everyone was getting excited about it. And then, you know, after one tag team match, after the next tag team match, after the next tag team match, the fans started, you know, uh, all right, this is getting a little boring. And the applause went down and I was just like, oh my God, nobody's into this. Then all of a sudden, they're like, okay, here's a karaoke contest. Oh. And I'm like, great, we're going to get out there, we're going to bomb. So we get out there, and they announce the karaoke contest, and then, you know, the, the fans started to, you know, liven up a little bit more. And then, 
Handsome Johnny sings, uh, what the fuck is the name of that song? He sang, I'm Too Sexy. <laughs> okay, that's a, yeah, that's a video that I saw. Yeah, but yeah. He, he changed the words to, I'm Too Handsome for my whatever the <laughs> hell the song says. Oh, man. And then I picked out for myself, uh, the Backstreet Boys. Oh, no. I wanted that one. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh my god, they're going to boot me out of the building. <laughs> so I sing it, and then all of a sudden, after the song ends, I get a standing ovation. Wow. And I go backstage, and one of the guys that was watching through the curtain looks at me, and he goes, yeah. He goes, leave it to Pat the Brad Piper to get the biggest pop of the night singing the fucking Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Todd's a great guy. It was really fun. It was it was a pleasure working with him. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, it was fun. That was very cool. Yeah, and, and, and now they're in WWE where talent goes to die. But really, it's you know what's really weird is um on the main card they're the Viking Raiders in NXT they're still the War Raiders. That's confusing. Yes, and and keep keep in mind here that, that um, the War Raiders never lost um, their uh, tag team titles. And on, on, on top of on top of all of that, gentlemen, if you, if you can believe this, so all of these NXT people. Before the Superstar Shakeup, and and because of the Superstar Shakeup, have have moved on to either Raw or SmackDown, or in this case both, because the Superstar Shakeup has been completely annihilated by the Wild Card rule. So mm-hmm. because of because of all this, um, NXT has lost a lot of its uh, a lot of its top guys, and so I I I think that this will end up being a trend transitional time for NXT and I'm, I'm very curious to see uh, what happens at their next show um, June 1st because that's the 25th takeover but other than other than like a handful of guys it's just like who do they have you know because it's either injuries you know like Tommaso Ciampa or you know guys that in my opinion uh, haven't, haven't been there long enough. Uh, you know, for, for instance, one of the guys that I really like, uh, gimmick-wise, is uh, Velveteen Dream, but I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not sold on his actual wrestling yet. And then if you go up to the main roster, you got guys like, you know, EC3, you got, you know, the, the Viking Raiders, who they might be winning, but, you know, it's just, it's not the kind of impact that I would have expected them to have. So uh, the divide between uh, NXT and the main roster really scares me. Right. I think NX3 or EC3 whatever, or C3DO, whatever the hell his name <laughs> is. I, honestly, I mean, he's, he's got a great look to him. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't really done anything. And apparently uh, Vince is uh, not a fan of a big fan of his. To 
honest, neither am I. <laughs> what? If, they, if they gave him, like, some sort of a gimmick, or, you know, maybe made him, like, a heel or nasty or something, just give yep. the guy something. Yes, yeah. I mean, it... He's apparently struggling, and it's uh, it's just a, same, a shame to see like somebody with that physique, mm-hmm. and, and he is talented, mm-hmm. but they're just it's just they're misusing him. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, the same thing could be said about you know Stone Cold Steve Austin when he first came to WWE. He was the ringmaster. Oh yeah. Which was the drizzling shits. But, yeah, that was terrible. And I think the reason that they put him with the million dollar man is because, okay, his name is Steve Austin. And this is a little ahead of your time, boys. But there used to be a show called The Six Million Dollar Hold on, it's not a little bit ahead of my time. I remember The Six Million Dollar Man. Okay, well, I'm talking to your partner in crime. I'm talking yeah. to well, it's, uh, he's the youngster in the room. Yeah, oh, well, he, he probably doesn't remember that show. <laughs> so he probably doesn't remember that show, but the, the whole thing was like, there was this astronaut, he went out into space, and then the spaceship crashed, and he was all messed up and everything, so they, they put him back together, and they made him, like, bionic, like, half-Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, he had the, all this incredible strength. And he was called Steve Austin, the $6 million man. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, you got the ringmaster, the $6 million champion. <laughs> wow. Million dollar champion, I should say. But I mean, that was just a, a, you know, just, there's been so many bad gimmicks. And that's another show for another time. Oh, and that, that, you just gave us an idea for another uh, topic on a well, future show. It's a very odd time 
to be a pro wrestling fan because, to be honest with you, if someone were to ask me what's going to draw me to watch wrestling right now, the only answer that I would have is, you know, pretty much the women's evolution. And now that uh, Ronda Rousey's gone, uh, that's going to taper off. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm very concerned with what's going on with uh, wrestling right now. Because, you know, if you look at, the, at their stock level, talking about WWE, it's never been higher. And I don't understand that because their product is, is just absolute uh, buffoonery. <laughs> I love that word. <laughs> yeah, um... So. Well, actually, uh, for me, when, when since uh, Raw is, uh, has been an absolute crap, the, the one thing I do, I just turn to the independent scene, and I just watch outside of that. Yeah, well, and that's what I'm trying to do. You know, I, uh, I spent a sizable portion of um, uh, last night uh, catching up on the um, Dark Side of the Ring documentary. And um, looking up old Ring of Honor matches mm -hmm. and promos uh, <clears throat> from the Briscoes. Oh, yeah. Those guys are awesome. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, they're what guys... tag team wrestling needs right now. Sorry? Because, you know, because the other hottest tag team in wrestling, the Usos, were subjected to the Uzi Hot segment. <laughs> Where un unfortunately I had to witness um, uh, Scott Dawson uh, repeatedly uh, re sandpapering his balls. <laughs> with Are we missing something, Pat? Uh, what, what I was going to say is, I mean, Ben was just talking about, you know, uh, the roster nowadays. You know, I mean, if you guys, I'm sure, Leo, you've seen this, but if Ben hasn't, then go to the WWE Network for only just $9.99 a month. Eleven ninety nine um, in Canada. <laughs> I don't know why, <laughs> but... Yeah, for for network it's eleven ninety nine, but I think uh, that's because uh, we get we don't have to use the the mobile. We can watch it on television. Well, oh, lucky you! <laughs> well, I'm going to Canada. That's it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, like a great match was the nineteen ninety two Royal Rumble. Oh, that was one of my favorites. I mean, you had everybody in there. 
Mm-hmm. Anybody that was a name in professional wrestling, you had them in that mm-hmm. match. And, you know, whether they were in the ring for five minutes, ten minutes, three seconds, I mean, it was just an all-around incredible match. Yep. And uh, the Nature Boy won it, and, you know, spoiler alert, but, uh, you know, hey, I it was that. just... It was fantastic. Oh my god! And Bob Bobby Heenan the whole time. Bobby Heenan was like freaking out. It's like worrying that uh, Flair was going to get thrown out. Right, right. <laughs> and Bobby Heenan. Oh my god! Such, in my opinion, the greatest wrestling manager of all time. Yep. And uh, I don't think I, I don't think that that's in question. Well, I, I mean, I fully agree. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But I mean, um, unfortunately, Bobby Heenan uh, developed throat cancer, mm-hmm. and uh, like I, I saw him uh, a few years before he passed. Oh, I, I was at the uh, one of the New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fames there. I was uh, signing autographs and whatnot. But uh, I saw Bobby Heenan being wheeled into the place with in a wheelchair. Oh wow. And it just it didn't look like him. I couldn't even I couldn't look at him. Because I almost burst into tears. Because it was just so sad to see a guy that had that much life in him mm-hmm. that was such an important part of this business just dwindle away to basically nothing. Yeah. And it was it was yeah, it was very yeah, sad yeah. to watch. Oh. So yeah, I will. Uh, I will definitely be watching um, that uh, tonight. As a matter of fact, so thank you uh, for that recommendation. I'm, I'm always, I'm always down to watch new wrestling uh, content that I haven't seen in its entirety. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, if you haven't seen the 1992 Royal Rumble, definitely check it out because it, it's just it's an amazing match. Yep. Yeah, and you know, and speak and speaking of you know Bobby Heenan, um, I I'm kind of in, in your boat because I um you know I saw all, uh, pictures of of him you know right before he passed, and I gotta tell you that if they hadn't told me you know that's Bobby Heenan, I, I would not have recognized him. Exactly. I mean, it's just like. Holy, you know, I didn't like. I didn't even know it was possible for a human body to to look like that. I mean, I I I mean, I've seen dead people that you know look better than than that, and it was like just it's terrible. I had to turn it off because I was, you know, I was getting teary eyed. Yep. Exactly. I mean, and I actually I watched a. Uh, a video podcast and these two guys um, I don't even remember the name I don't remember the podcast but they were making fun of Bobby Heenan oh wow and I was just like you guys are so disrespectful I mean this is one of the guys I mean he was one of the forerunners for professional wrestling I mean he Bobby Heenan was so hated that you loved him Right, and like, exactly. just, just, just to have these guys sit there and poke fun at him, I was like, you know, you guys are being disrespectful. 
I was like, there's, there's no cause for that. Yeah, that's not cool. Well, and, you know, and it, and, and it goes like this, you know, we, we all have our, you know, our own takes on, on, you know, what humor is and what propriety is. And, and certainly, um, certainly wrestling is open to, uh, you know, all sorts of uh, gimmicks and, you know, you can make fun of, of certain things and, and it's fine. Um, but to me, to make fun of, of, of something like that, whether it's wrestling or not, whatever it is, it, it, it's just, that's a matter of human decency or lack thereof. And like, Absolutely. it's just, to, to me, the, that, in, that instance that you're discussing, or discussing is absolutely just vile. I mean, but there, there, there was no point for it. It's like, okay, you know, you guys want to be funny and everything. That's one thing. But, you know, don't take a person's handicap and just, you know, make fun of it. Mm-hmm. Well, it, 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 was, it, was, it was the same thing with, um, with um, you know, uh, JR's Bell Palsy and, and the WCW uh, incident. Oh, the uh, Oklahoma, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was disgusting. And, and also, when, when Vince did it on the air... Oh, nice. and it was one of those uh, 
those stone cold Steve Austin belts, not the Screaming Skull one, but the the one that almost looked like a globe. Right. And I put a big handicap sticker in the middle, and we made my friend, and his name was Gerard, so we called him G for short, and we we called him Silent G because he couldn't hear. Okay. And we made him uh, a handicap champion. Oh. And the fans loved it. Wow. Absolutely loved it. But then when I went to another organization, I still had the belt. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm the big heel. So we bring in Zach Gowan. I present Zach Gowan with the title. But I made sure that I ran it by him and said, hey, look, is this okay? Because I know this is going to piss a lot of people off, but that's what I was looking for. I was looking to get heat. I mean, it was nothing personal. It was nothing to do with this handicap or whatnot, but it, it was just to get, you know, heat mm-hmm. and get him over with the fans, which... Obviously, he was already over. But, uh, yeah, I presented him with the belt and the look on the crowd's face. And I was like, okay, maybe I went a little too far. Uh Uh-oh. But, I mean, that's what I think the WWE does sometimes. I think they take things too far. Like uh, Triple H, when he got into the coffin. Oh, yeah, that was terrible. Yep. Supposedly having sex with the dead woman. One of the most disgusting things I have ever seen in all of my life. Very distasteful, yes. Yep. I I mean, I I didn't even... I was was 14 years old, and to to tell you the truth, Matt, I didn't even know the name of what that was. Like, I didn't understand, like, what, you know, necrophilia was. But even... Even back in my, you know, young teen- teenage brain, I'm like, no, something is seriously wrong here. I don't, you know, don't want to see this. This is not, yep. this is not appropriate. I mean, like, and even with the Val Venus thing. from a kid who, who would stay up at night just to watch ECW. Like, I, I could handle ECW, but I couldn't handle the Katie Vick. Yep. Thing. I mean, and look at the thing with Val Venus. I'm going to chop off your pee-pee. <laughs> and speaking of ECW, what about when they took the Sandman and they crucified him in the middle of the ring? Yep. Well, and that was, that was another incident. That, well, I found out about that later because I was, I was, you know, much younger back, uh, back then. Um, but, you know, and I'm, I'll confess, I'm, I'm not a religious man. Uh, but that is just absolutely uh, disgusting. I had, I know I'm using that word a lot, but I, I, just, I have no other uh, word for it. Um, the only other comparable time that I had that kind of visceral reaction as I did when I saw the, uh, the crucifixion, I forget, I forget the name of the music video, but... Um, you know, I was watching like AM TV, and then they ran this Lady Gaga video, and uh, and she was having religious figures performing sex acts on one another, and I just I I damn near threw up. <clears throat> okay, bad bad. Hold on. Yeah.
Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, alright then. Uh, little incident there. We are back. I had to uh, quiet people down. <laughs> oh, I should have left that recording too. Yeah, no, I, I just I paused it and then I, we're back now. Though. We're recording now. Right. Oh, so you did pause it. Yeah, he did pause it, yeah. yeah. That's too bad. I was thinking some funny shit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, I, can, I can attest to that because I was over here holding my gut. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, where are we at next? Okay, so uh, let's get through this uh, raw. So um, let's let's see what. I think we we're we're, we're down to the end, Ben. We're at the Roman Reigns. Oh yes, and yay once again, Roman Reigns defeats Drew McIntyre versus uh in a WrestleMania rematch, the first of two, uh in the evening, versus Drew McIntyre in fourteen minutes and. 12 seconds. Yep. And I got I got to tell you guys, as much as as much as I like Drew McIntyre, uh he's starting to get a little stale for me. I just they call him the Scottish psycho that that how can anyone be a psychopath on a PG product? <laughs> That's a good question. There's something missing there. Um and then I think I, I want I want them to split the new day up. I'm done with the new day. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love this silly shit. But I mean, after a while, like you're like, okay, well, we're sick of pancakes. Yeah. We're sick of this. We're sick of that. Uh, can you come up with something new? Especially when uh when uh one of the one of them pulls pancake out of uh their crotch. <laughs> I'm like you, sir. Yeah, have disgusting. I'm like you, sir. Have ruined pancakes for me. I mean, if anybody actually ate one of those crotch cakes, that's pretty gross. Yep. Oh, God. 
So that's uh, Monday Night Raw for the week, and now we'll move over to SmackDown. And this one only had four matches. And then we open with Ali and Andrade in a no contest. Now, I have a question. Pat, what do you, what do you think about the, this whole, like, chopping people's names down to just one name? I mean, I mean, if it works for them, fine. But uh, I'm not a fan of either two of those. So I, uh, I think I was taking a piss during that match. <laughs> I couldn't really give you any input on it. Because like I said, not a big fan of either one of them. Then we have, um, the second one is a tag team match for the vacant SmackDown Tag Team Championships. It's Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan become the new champions by defeating the Usos. Which is an interesting uh, pairing uh, to have as their new champions. I don't get it. And I hope they don't uh, change the belts to the what the what he changed the championship to. Oh, the hemp belt. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I hope we don't get another rehash of that one. Uh, hopefully not. But I mean, there has been a lot of tag teams in the past that have teamed up, and you're like, oh, this is never gonna work, and then it ends up being very successful, like uh. Brutus Beefcake and Greg the Hammer Valentine. Yep. The Dream Team. The Dream Team. I didn't think that was going to work. And lo and behold, they become the tag team champions. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, Kane and Daniel Bryan worked. Yeah, but that was another weird tag team. You're yeah. Like, oh, this isn't going to work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when the New Age Outlaws debuted. I was like, okay, they're just putting two guys together and... But they, they took off. Uh, especially when they jo- joined uh, DX. <laughs> or did this one, Chad Gable and uh, Bobby Roode. Uh, at, at the beginning, uh, we were trying to figure out uh, how how this team is going to work out. And for some reason, they made it work somehow. Yeah, that, that was... But that was, that was briefly. I mean, yeah. they, they held it for, what, two months? Something like that? Yeah. But, I mean, me- remember back in yeah. the day when, well, I'm probably going way over Ben's head because, you know, we're old school. And, you know, I mean, I would remember when people would hold belts for years. Yep. And nowadays it's just like, okay, a couple <coughs> months, bang. Yep. On to the next. Well, I feel like that's the cycle of WWE. They either they either hold the title for too short of a time, like Edge and a three week thing with the Live Act celebration, which was like weird as fuck. <laughs> um, um, or you know you hold it like you know CM Punk and you got four hundred and thirty four days. Um, right. But I mean, the, then I mean, with the same aspect with feuds, like feuds, they used to go on. I mean, I'm talking like the '80s, '90s. They they go on for years and years oh, and yeah. years. 
But nowadays it's just like, okay, you guys are going to fight uh, five or six times, and okay, bye. <laughs> yep. She she had a, she was a big part of the whole that whole rock and wrestling. Huge part. I yep. mean, she helped set up WrestleMania. Yep. But oh, you'll induct Mr. T. <laughs> right. Refrigerator Perry. Who? Mr. T. Who spent like a majority of the the induction the speech mom. talking about how he loved his mom. I mean, and you know that's great. That's all well and good. You love your mama. Yep. But you know, you know. Give a little feedback to the fans of, you know, what it meant to you to be in that ring at that moment, at that time. But no, I I just, yeah, I love my mother. No, that's it. My mother did that. My mother cooked. My mother fed me. My mother wiped my bum. You know, whatever. She just uh, talked about your experience in the company uh, at your first WrestleMania, you know. Exactly. But I mean, honestly, Cindy Lauper should be inducted. Mm Mm-hmm. someone else who should have been in there long ago. And I think that most likely has something to do with his wife. Because, I mean, she's yeah. still bitter at the <coughs> WWE. Well, I mean, so it, was, it was one of those accidents that never should have happened. I mean, and Owen, you know, great guy and everything. But, um, and the whole stupid thing about it is because Owen's a family man. He didn't want to embarrass his family by doing stuff that's going to, you know, make him look like he's cheating on his wife or, you know, Mm -hmm. doing anything to his family. And he kept turning down the ideas and ideas. And he was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to have gold dust. 
put his hands down my pants or yep. whatever. And then they were like, okay, well, we're going to get you to mimic Sting. And we're going to have you come down from the ceiling. And supposedly he had tried it one time before. You know, Owen was afraid of heights. I mean, I'm afraid of heights. I hate flying in planes. Mm. You know, I mean, but that that's just me. But, uh, you know, Owen felt really uncomfortable about doing the whole stunt. Yep. And then once he walked out into the catwalk and then was getting lowered above the ring, uh, that's when the accident happened. And it was just, it was a very unfortunate event. And uh, I would have just liked to see what would have happened if, you know, that never happened. Right. Would he become WWE champion? I think so, because, I, I mean, I think, I think overall, like, character-wise and every, everything else, you know, maybe Brett was better, like, technically, but in terms of, like, an overall entertainer and the ability to wrestle, I think Owen had the, uh, had the uh, potential to be ahead of Brett. I agree. I agree. I mean, I, Owen was an incredible talent, and, uh... Unfortunately, taken away from us too early. Yep. I, I mean, you know, and, 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 the, th- and the, the thing about uh, about the the hearts, and especially with Owen not being in the Hall of Fame because of everything that's gone on with them, um, and some some of it justifiably so. Every time I hear Bret Hart speak, Uh-oh. I I just want to turn off my my fucking brain. Oh. I, 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 he, he just, com- he just comes across as, and like I said, maybe justifiably so, just so bitter and just so like, you know, insincere in his, you know, return attempts to WWE. Okay, so, um, next match is Mandy Rose and Tonya Deville defeating Carmella and Ember Moon. Oh, God. Uh-oh. Ben? Please. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Are you okay, Ben? So uh, let's uh, let's uh, get Ben uh, back to his usual self. Don't worry, Ben. We got you here. In the main event, we have Kofi Kingston defeating AJ Styles and Sami Zayn in a triple threat for the world to retain the world heavyweight championship. So Kofi Kofi Kingston working double duty Raw and SmackDown, as was AJ Styles. Which is an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, with the whole, you know, hey, we got this superstar shake-up. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you see him the next night. 
And it's like, uh, where's the shakeup? <laughs> exactly. Well, Exactly. I mean, you know, I mean, but it, it was almost like they did the brand split because they had nobody to compete with anymore. Right. You didn't have WCW. <coughs> so people weren't switching the stations anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, what can we do to make this better? Hey, let's have a brand split. <laughs> have this side and this side. I mean, it was cool when uh, SmackDown attacked Raw. And, you know, vice versa. I mean, that that was cool, right? But but it just it just didn't have the same effect as you know you have Scott Hall and Kevin Nash showing up on WCW and you're thinking, okay, they still work for Vince. What's going on? Mm-hmm. But I mean, they, they just try to repeat history too many times, and you know, sometimes it works. Most of the time, it doesn't. Yep. really weird. Shawn Michaels and God against Vince and Shane. Yeah, it was kind of, it was, it was distasteful. But. Yeah. 
especially especially when Vince, you know, uh, washed his face in, in the holy water. Uh, yeah. You know, I was just kind of like, okay. Yep. What's going on, WCW? <laughs> and so, so that's a uh, smackdown for this week. And Ben, guys, we made it through Raw and SmackDown. I don't know how, but we did. It was painful, but. <laughs> So actually, uh, from that, when we move on then to something we would want to see, because Pat, you had suggested this um, dream matches that we would have wanted to have seen. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so why don't you uh, kick us off with uh, yours? I mean, and then there's also um, a thing that I wanted to talk about is people that you think should have been a champion mm-hmm. and never got... I mean, they got the title opportunities, but never got the title. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for my dream match, a match that I've always wanted to see and I thought would have been awesome, and if Ben has never watched world-class championship wrestling, he definitely needs to check it out. I'm talking about the Von Erics. I mean, they were the stable of that organization. Yep. I mean, Kerry, Kevin, David, and then later on you had uh, you had Mike and Chris, and you know Mike and Chris never could live up to their brother's shoes, or never fill those shoes, I should say. But uh, one of the matches that I've always wanted to see. And in my opinion, like a lot of people think that the Dudleys are the greatest tag team of all time. Hmm. I have to disagree. Yeah. Uh, I, I, go ahead. No, yeah. No, I was just saying I don't think they're the greatest tag team of all time. I, I 100% disagree with that, with, with the thought that they're the greatest tag team. I think the greatest tag team of all time was Hawk and Animal, the Road Warriors. Yep. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about the watered-down product that they had in WWE. But I would have loved to have seen the Road Warriors versus Kerry and Kevin Von Erich. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been an incredible match because the Freebirds did it in the AWA. Right. The American Wrestling Alliance and or Association, whatever it was. And uh, they they just put on an incredible match, and we all know how big Terry Gordy is, mm-hmm. like over three hundred pounds. And Road Warrior Animal picked him up, 
pressed him over his head and slammed him to the canvas. And I had never seen anything like that before. And I was just blown away by that. I was like, wow, this is a great match. But the Von Erichs against the Road Warriors, I would have paid to see that. Yep. Both great teams. And what about, what about you, Elio? What's your... Uh, Mine, I would have... Uh, out of uh, the two that come to mind for me, um, AJ Styles versus Bret Hart, and another one, uh, Mr. Perfect versus Kurt Angle. Yeah, that would that would have been awesome. You know, uh, Mr. Perfect is one of those that I I really I really think he should have won a, a world title before. You know, he passed away because yep. you know he was just one of those that captured my attention. Um, you know, and unfortunately, unfortunately, his his son does not have that same uh, quality. Uh, <laughs> oh my uh, God! B team, B team, go go go! <laughs> <laughs> or, or in my case. so hot and, and so popular at, at the time 
But, like, when I heard that he died, I mean, I remember I was walking outside of my dad's office at night, and, um, you know, and I just, I stopped, and I just started bawling. You know, he told me that uh, he passed away, and it was just, you know, wrestling deaths nowadays, you know, we hear them all the time, but that, that one was the one where that was like a gut punch. Yep. So any Eddie Guerrero match, I want to see him. Uh, um, and, and then another one, I would have to say probably uh, let me think. Hey, so um, I think we, the other one we had was uh, who should have uh, gotten a ch- title run, you said. Okay. Um, my first pick is Superfly Jimmy Snooker. Ooh. I think he definitely should have been the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, just those matches with him and Morocco were yeah. incredible, especially the steel cage match where he jumps off the top of the cage. Oh, yeah, that was uh, the one uh, that uh, got Mick Foley into it. Yeah. 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 I mean, just just an all-around incredible awesome. match. It was a great feud. Mm-hmm. And that was back in the day when wrestlers were allowed to bleed, but uh, not so much anymore. Yep. Because we're PG-13 again, so, uh, well, you know. Oh, oh my God, don't get me started. I just, <laughs> the thing is, right? I mean, there's, the there's only so much you can do. About but, uh, wrestling, the purpose is to, sus- to s- suspend disbelief. And, you know, Vince, for forever, the edict was make it look like a fight. What's yep. the easiest way to make it look like a fight? Fucking bleed. You, know, you, you don't have to do it gratuitously, like, you know, Eddie Guerrero when he got, you know, hit in the head, with, you know, by JBL. Uh, I'm, 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 not, I'm not talking bloodbath, but, you know, make it look like a fucking fight. And but, I mean, that's the problem nowadays. I mean, that's, that's the problem nowadays. I mean, you look at some of the stuff that they show on the... WWE Network, mm-hmm. and anytime anybody has any color on them, what the hell is that? <laughs> Can you guys still hear me? Yeah, no, I heard you. I just I was just moving uh, my the iPad onto my desk because I had it on okay. the computer. Because all I'm hearing is a bunch of wind. Oh. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's better. All right. 
Um, like I was saying, uh, you know, anytime you watch a WWE network and, you know, you see anybody with color on their face, they put it in black and white. Oh. And it's like, we know there's blood there. Why don't you just show it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you got that little button on your, uh, on your settings that sits there and says, you know, hey, uh, you know, childproof or whatever. So, you know, your kids don't necessarily have to see that. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's what made the match so exciting. Like, you've seen somebody gets thrown up against a steel cage. Next thing you know, they're busted wide open. And you're like, oh, this is great. This is great. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Jimmy Snooker definitely got screwed mm-hmm. out of the Intercontinental title. And somebody else that I think got screwed out of the WWE World Heavyweight Championship was Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. I would have loved to have seen him as champion. Yeah, I mean, he had it all. He had the looks. He had Bobby Heenan. Mm-hmm. Great pile driver. Yep. You know, just an all-around great wrestler. And uh, there was one point he was, I think he was wrestling Tito Santana for the Intercontinental Championship at Madison Square Garden. And the time limit expired as he was just about to get the three count. Okay. So he got screwed out of that. So then I went to the next show that was in the Boston Garden, and Paul Orndorff was supposed to wrestle um, Tito Santana for the Intercontinental title. Okay. But Greg the Hammer Valentine had won it, I don't know, a few days before. Because this is when they pre taped everything, and then you saw it weeks later. So. Greg Valentine wins the title. So Orndorff's in the ring, and he's waiting for Santana. And then they make the announcement, oh, we have a new intercontinental heavyweight champion, Greg the Hammer Valentine. Valentine comes out, and, you know, standing in the ring, holding up the belt, and Orndorff is like, look, he grabs the mic, he goes, look, I don't care. I don't care if it's Tito Santana who's a champion. I don't care if it's Greg the Hammer Valentine who's a champion. He goes, I signed for a title match. I want my match. I want that title. Valentine walked away. I was pissed. I was like, Orndorff would have won. And he should have been the world heavyweight champion, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So, on to you guys. So, okay, I'm going to take, of course, Mr. Wonderful Paul Wondorf. I also think uh, I would have liked to see Kurt Hennig uh, get the world title. So, those are going to be my two picks. Um, You you stole one of my picks, for sure. Uh, Kurt Hennig um, just, you know, had it all, like, like we said. Um... And the other, uh, the other one that I had, I know, I know he has the issues. They're all, you know, well documented. But I mean, like, you know, Scott Hall. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, I wouldn't have 
uh, Razor Ramon, uh, you know, uh, give me something. Um, I just, I mean, I get it, given what his issues were, um, but it, some of these other people that, that they've had as champion, you know, going, going way back, you know, well before that, it, it, it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of, in one of the cases that I, that I always, you know, just shake my head over, uh, is, uh, King Mabel, a.k.a. Big Viz. I just, why? Why in the hell would you ever put a, you know, and 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 some of the, and some of those other uh, you know head head scratchers. Um, I I never got Kevin Nash. Mm-hmm. I, I, As world champion. So, I'm sorry. I have I I work at a company where you know they they worked with him in in the past, and you know. They say like he's one of the coolest guys. That may be, but I happen to agree with Ric Flair on on Kevin Nash's account. He had the look, but in terms of every single one of his matches was so predictable. Okay. It, it, okay. It was just uh, that's my take. It just ugh. Well, I mean, look at look at some of the, the people they put the strap on. Uh, do you think Jack Swagger deserves the WWE Championship? No. Uh, no. Hell no. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, and honestly, I mean, you brought up Rey Mysterio, but, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I think he's a fantastic wrestler, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But I was like... Okay, this title run is not going to be long. Right. And unfortunately, well, I feel the same way about Kofi. Yeah. I don't think his title run is going to be long. Be long. I think it's just going to be in and out. Mm-hmm. I agree. And in, in, in Ray's case, you know, I can I can put my my personal feelings aside and agree with you entirely. As a matter of fact. Um, I never, I never actually saw that coming, uh, and I, I, I think it was done in the same vein that it, it was done with Christian. Um, it, it, I think it was done to give Eddie one last, you know, moment of, of recognition. Not, not, not to say that Ray didn't, uh, you know, bust his ass and, 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 uh, produce no, great content, because he did. You know, I take nothing away from Ray, but, you know, I'm just I'm just talking about the circumstances. Yeah. Um, and that's one of, that's one of those situations where it's like, okay, uh, this probably isn't gonna last long. And you, you knew with Christian right off the bat that that moment was specifically for Edge because you know Vince. I don't think Vince was ever a fan of Christian. Maybe not. I don't know. So, you know, 
definitely some head scratching moments in in what we call professional wrestling, uh, for sure. I mean, finger poke of doom. Come on now, bash at the beast. <laughs> you know, come on. You know, come on now. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, some of these some of these Vince Russo driven moments. Uh, you know, Eric and Eric Bischoff. Oh boy. You know, yep. I mean, it's just, and, and, the, and the other guy, uh, Jim Cornette, you know, I I, I, uh, I can't help but laugh at Jim Cornette, but he does annoy me. I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand how WCW ever existed. <laughs> I, 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 I really, I, I really, I really don't. Let, let alone beat WWE for 83 straight weeks, you know. And I was I was right in the middle of it, you know, because that's that's when I that's when I really was grabbed by wrestling, you know. But it's just like I I'm, I'm mind blown as an older person now that like this shit work. Yeah. And the same the same with TNA or Impact Wrestling. I, I, sent, I sent a text to one of my friends in 2010. You know, I mentioned this conversation uh, in a previous episode of, of, of the podcast way back. I, I said in 2010, this company is going to die very soon. And the fact that it is it's still alive in any form mm-hmm. is just blasphemous to me. You know, it's almost insulting to a a wrestling fan's intelligence. Yep. Right, you know. Hey, so, um, Ben, uh, I guess uh, we're nearing the end of our show, so we say we bring this to a close. Yeah, this this was a lot. This has been a lot of fun. And uh, Pat, you definitely you definitely bought your A game, brother. And it was a uh, it was very nice to meet you. And thanks for uh, thanks for coming on and hanging out with us. Oh, anytime. Yes, anytime. thank it, you. It was a pleasure meeting you. And I'm sure I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll do it again uh, because um, El, in our in our pre-production meetings, Elio was like. Oh, he, I mean, he, he was—he 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 was freaking out like a little princess. And it was, uh, <laughs> it was, what? It was adorable. You called me princess. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? What's going on, Ben? That's fucked up. You, <laughs> you call them princess? <laughs> what's going on? Damn. I asked you to do your homework. Yeah, but uh, all I'm saying is if you haven't checked it out, check it out. It's an incredible match. Yeah, and I I agree. I actually actually watched the match. Oh, okay. So I did did do my homework. Yeah, he's talking about 94, uh, not 92. uh, 
Ben's going to go back and watch 92. Before we do that, we should mention uh, that podcast that uh, you brought to my attention, Pat. You, uh, uh-huh. you found a new movie podcast. Oh, yes, with uh, Popcorn the, Pete. Yeah, these, these two guys, I, I had never heard of them, but they're they're hilarious. So if, you, <laughs> if you're into movies, you know, just go and check them out. They're on Spotify, Anchor, soon to be on iTunes, they're on Google Podcasts as of today. So it's just uh, a lot of fun on listening to those guys on that podcast. I mean, but just, you know, as long as you're a movie buff, I mean, you know, definitely, definitely try to check it out. Yep. Uh, I know Popcorn Pete sounds a lot like me, but no, that's Popcorn Pete. That's not me. And uh, <laughs> Vinny the Vault. And, you know, it's just, a, it's just an, you know, an intake of, you know, things that maybe you missed in the movies or, you know, something you might have overlooked or anything. I mean, it's just, it's it's really just a fun show. I know on the first episode, they met, they uh, mentioned, that they brought a couple of movies to my attention I'd never heard of. And what were those? Uh, I think one was called uh, Squirm and another, another was called uh, Nightwing. Oh my God. I mean, it's, those are two of those movies that like they're basically called B movies. Okay. And what a B movie stands for for me, and Popcorn Peter said this before, it stands for budget, which they have none of. <laughs> oh. Bad acting, blood, boobs, and bush, <laughs> and. You saw a lot of that in the 80s. I mean, the 80s had a lot of great things, like, you know, with, with wrestling that we were talking about. Yep. And also with uh, with horror movies. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the, the show's not necessarily based on horror movies. They're based on everything. And, you know, if, if anybody has a topic that, they, uh, that they'd like to talk about, uh, please hit them up at uh, Movie Markout Radio Podcast. And... Uh, you know, give your ideas for future shows because, I mean, like you said, I mean, you think these guys are hilarious and, you know, they, they are pretty funny, but, uh, yeah, just just give it a whirl. Give it a try. If you don't like it, well, don't listen to it again. So, so slight movie-related question, and I kind of like the cheap pop question, but it seems apropos to end the show. Um, favorite movie of all time? My favorite movie of all time? Sure. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Um, Because I am myself a movie buff. But, uh, wow. That's that's actually a good question. Um, I'm giving you a layup here, Pat. Help me out. ask you the same question do you have a favorite movie of all time that you loved 
whether it be as a kid, as an adult? Uh, yeah, I do. It's, it's um, what about Bob with um, Richard Dreyfus and uh, Bill Murray? Okay. I mean, I, I've, I've what about Bob? Watched that probably like two hundred times. What about Bob? And, and great movie, great, yep. great movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, but okay, speaking of Richard Dreyfus, I'd have to say one of my favorite movies of all time was Jaws. Yeah, you know, I now now that I'm older and like I I see that the that the uh, sharks are so fake, I can't possibly be scared. Um, you know, but that that movie's uh, score was just the scariest motherfucking thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still don't like swimming in the ocean. I'm just like, okay, guys. Uh, yeah, let's go to the pool. For mine, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for mine. One of my all-time favorite has, well, one of them has to be the Back to the Future trilogy. That, that's a really good pick. Oh, and do you know who originally was supposed to play Marty McFly? Um. Okay, I'm going to take a guess on this. Um, was it uh, Eric Roberts? You got the first name right. Oh, Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. Okay, wait, Eric <laughs> But for some reason, uh, him and Christopher Lloyd, who played Doc, yeah. uh, didn't have that chemistry. Oh, okay. And then they brought in Michael J. Fox, and... The only reason that they shot uh, Back to the Future 2 and 3 back-to-back was because Michael J. Fox was developing Parkinson's disease. Oh, is that when when he started? Yeah. Yeah, Okay, I did not know that. With with that. um, The other other absolute favorite movie that I have to mention, I guess top two... Um, Shawshank Redemption. Oh. Oh, great. <laughs> great, great, great movie. Okay. Incredible so, cast. Mm-hmm. And, and Morgan uh, Freeman. That's, that's actually oh one, of, one of Stephen King's better films. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know what? I'm a, I'm, I'm something of a Stephen King um, buff. I'm actually, I'm, I'm staring at, uh, you know, three of his, uh, three of his books that are, like, right in front of my face. Can I take a guess at what one of them is? What? The Shining. No. Oh, I was way off. Okay. I have, um, I have the, the revival, I have it, and then I also have, uh, Lizy's story, and... The Stand. I have, I have all of those right in front of me, so I'm, I'm definitely a uh, Stephen King buff. So Ben's but a buff. We just uh, we just touched on a topic that I might have to give to uh, the Movie Mockout Radio Podcast Show. Uh, some of the best and least favorite Stephen King movies. Mm. Good topic. Because, I mean, he, 
it, it's it's like a baseball game. It, it's like you hit or you miss. Yep. I mean, some some Stephen King movies are great. Others suck. Yep. Well, and, and I know I know technically this isn't a, a movie, but I I have to mention it, uh, especially in light of chapter chapter two of it coming out in September. The It miniseries sucked. <laughs> it was just, oh my god. <laughs> the original, or are they redoing it? No, no, the original uh, from 86. With John Ritter? With jo- oh, was yeah. John Ritter? No. I, I, I only uh, know uh, Tim Curry's Pennywise. I was, I was never a big fan of uh, the IT TV series, nor was I a fan of the the remake that they had in the theater a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the clown was creepy as hell. Don't get me wrong. I mean, clowns are creepy to begin with. <laughs> yep. Thank you, John Wayne Gacy, for fucking that up, bro. <laughs> um, exactly. And just, uh, and just, so, and just so you know. Not, not, not to creep you out, Pat, um, because, you know, we're just meeting and we seem to be getting along, but I, I actually, I am, I am very familiar with, uh, John Wayne Gacy and, uh, um, Uh-oh. several other notorious serial killers, it's kind of like a hobby of mine. Um, oh, hi, I'm learning something new here. So, well, that's... so <laughs> the, fact, that's... the fact that, like, Pennywise is based off of that. Was one of the, like the main draws I had to that movie. Well, I guess that's another show for another time. I find that I find that unsettling. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it can't possibly be more unsettling than some of what we've seen the last couple weeks in the rain. <laughs> this is true. Okay, with it's that, I. <laughs> And uh, with that, uh, I guess uh, we should bring this show to a close. So, for my co-host, Ben Pierce, our special guest, Pat Piper, this is Elio Canella saying, take care, guys, and we will talk to you all next week. See you later. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the questions. <laughs>